are back. MLS is back. For the culture's back. Man, welcome to another episode of For the Culture Podcast. Soccer podcast for us, by us. Uh, where we dive deep into the intersection of soccer and black culture. You have your host here, uh, your boy Ringo. You got Grego, TK. Yo. Uh, we, we to- Coach Tony ain't with us. Uh, you know, the mayor's not with us tonight. But gentlemen, how's it going? Hey, I'm just trying to find a way to donate my, my, my ACLs, man. It's been, been a tough couple of days, man. That's it, man. Hey, man. Well, if you're, if you're talking right now, you're listening to us right now, man, you survived Black History Month. It was rough for black folks this year, but, uh, <laughs> hey, man, we've made it, man. Hey, water was supposed to lose like that, man. I, like that was just, that was just cold blooded, man. Yeah. So like past couple. Past couple weeks, weekends been just, you know, it's been rough on us, man. So, you know, we should make it one day at a time. We, we made it. We made it. Before we dive deep, man, we want to send our uh, deepest condolences, man, to the families that have lost loved ones in Nashville. You know, we're going to dive deep into the game, but uh tornado hit Nashville, specifically East Nashville. Right now, death totals at 22 people have died. Uh, because of this storm, a lot of damages. So, you know, you know, prayers up. There's going to be probably a lot of organizations, you know, asking for donations and asking for time. So, you know, anybody that's listened to the show, please give back to the city of Nashville because we don't have many Southern cities that are in this game of soccer. So, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Cause, uh, yeah, we actually, uh, posted a link from the roadies, which is one of the, um, the supporter groups from, uh, Nashville S- SC. And, uh, you know, trying to collect funds, and, uh, you know, for recovery and everything. Um, we posted on Twitter. We'll post it again, uh, once to, uh, on, on Wednesday, once the, uh, episode is, uh, posted. But yeah, definitely, you know, whatever, whatever you can, give what you can and, you know, hopefully we can get Nashville back on the speak. Yeah, man. I mean, what you got? I mean, David Akam, he posted on Twitter, um, in his Instagram today, his, his apartment was like destroyed, a lot of storm damage to it. So, I mean, you know, we always try to tie soccer to real life for any new listeners. So, you know, it's just a player plays for Nashville, man. And, uh, you know, he could have lost his life after playing in, in the inaugural game for his new club. So it's, it's just crazy how nature and life can come at you. Well, first off, I, I'm, I'm mad as hell that we that we didn't make it out there for um, uh, for, for the season opener. Um, but uh yeah, I guess crazy because, of course, you know, we've, we've all been talking to various people around the, uh, around the community and everything. And like, yeah, people who, who did make it out of Nashville, they're like, Hey, like we ate at this place on Saturday and now suddenly that place has just pretty much been destroyed. And like, it's, it's, it's kind of wild yeah. you know, how, how, uh, you know, things can affect us, you know, even if it's just indirectly, it's like, yeah, like it's, it's, it's a really big deal. But, um, but yeah, yeah definitely. Whatever you can to, um, to help that city out, get back on the speed. You know, ho- you know. I think it's in a way, it's kind of a good thing that we that you do have this team playing now because you know, hopefully, it could be be a sign of light to know, collect every everyone and be like, hey, we can get behind this team, get behind you know, the city, and you know, and, and rebuild. Yeah. But yeah, man, we got um, yeah, of course, tonight's um our MLS season preview episode, so we're gonna be. You know, talking about, you know, the big stories, of course, going into the first weekend of the season and then what we kind of see for 
um, for the league uh, going into 2020. We actually got um, got a pretty cool uh, feature. We actually have uh, supporters from all over the league, you know, kind of giving like stating their case as far as like why is my team going to win MLS Cup this year? We got some voices that you do know, some voices that you don't know, and um, you know they'll all be stating their case as far as why their team will be the team to beat for um, this year. But um, but yeah, uh, us. Actually, there was one thing I wanted to rewind real quick on. Did y'all catch CCL last week on Champions League? Yeah. TK, you catch it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's some good stuff going on. Yo. Yo, like, that was, like, the best Champions League action I've seen for CONCACAF probably ever. Because, like, you had games, like, all over the place, you know, going to to PKs, going to last – Last minute goals, uh, <clears throat> Tigres, man, like just when you think they're about to get knocked out, they uh, they they come in the last minute. America, our, our next opponent, uh, they almost got knocked out. They had to go to PKs to um, to get to get their victory. Like you had a lot of ex- exciting games, and like it, it like it was really like it's so difficult to see because of course usually we're not able to see it uh, in Eng- at least in English on TV but we are able to see like most of it like that was just real dope to see and you know I'm hoping that it's to sign up things to come yeah yeah honestly um it's it's good because it really feels like this year specifically a lot of teams actually are trying and starting to care about it um so that that's good for the region you know I always say you know like CONCACAF it's how competitive and how different it is. Con- like CONCACAF teams and like, you know, CONCACAF countries as a whole should be performing better on the world stage. So it's like, it- it's good that this competition is getting better. You know, it's going to take time before it gets to the caliber of what they have over there in UEFA. But I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the ride. I just wish more games were in English. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, of course this is a, uh... The first year of the new TV deal with uh, with Fox, um, of course, their schedule is a little bit different than like what most people are probably used to with the with the Champions League over in Europe, where it's just Tuesday and Wednesday, whereas ours is like Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And but but yeah, like there were exciting games every every uh, each night. Of course, you know we had our game that we were at last uh, last Tuesday. Of course, shout out to everybody that that uh, was able to. And we got a chance to chop it up with um, at that at that game, and of course, y'all heard that during last week's episode. Uh, we got that. Uh, New York City did their thing. Seattle kind of, you know, they choked. Yeah, I ain't gonna play. Uh, you, you know, the one thing about CCL, man, it's like you either gonna go all in or get out early. So it seems like Seattle is gonna focus on the domestic league. Um, it's kind of smart for them too. You know, you don't have to worry about any tired legs. Go ahead and focus on it. So, I mean, it is what it is with them. Yeah, but yeah, for the most part, like we uh, we have four four or five uh, MLS teams make it uh, make it into the next round. Or Thierry Henry, he started off uh, uh, pretty well so far oh. with, uh, with my draw. Yo, Thierry Henry, man, is undefeated in Concacaf, man, <laughs> continent and and uh, nation. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, he uh, and of course he uh, won on over the weekend on his first game against uh, New England. Henri's better than, than Bruce Arena. Mark that. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
PK, what you think about what you think about the uh, competition? Man, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, honestly, I uh, I was actually really impressed with the MLS teams. They seem to um, actually be putting forth the effort to uh, to ensure that they progress to the, the next round. And uh, I think that's a good thing for MLS as a whole, especially with it being the uh, 25th anniversary year. That's just gonna you know bring uh, a little bit more marquee, and you know it, maybe it, it's a top five league after all uh, by the end of the season. Hey man, we take it. Hey one, hey one convert at a time. One convert at a time. <laughs> there, there, there you go, man. Hearts and minds. <laughs> but no, I, I think that uh, you know, uh, like I said, it's it's amazing to me, like how many people really got interested. Of course, you had the hashtag CCL Fever on on Twitter. Uh, last week, you know, because like I said, the games were actually good and, and exciting. And, you know, it wasn't just all on Univision. Um, yeah, uh, 2-2-N-A. And um, you had games on Fox, uh, Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports 2. Like, you really had got everything was brought together and it really made for, you know, a great, you know, atmosphere, of course. So we need more people to show up. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really bummed that... Uh, you're gonna we're gonna go from the Azteca to back to Kennesaw. I'm like, cause you you have like a a capacity difference of about eighty thousand. It's like, yeah, that's just it's unfortunate because I, I you I would really would have liked to have seen you know you had the Benz and then the Azteca uh, for those two matches. Of course, we had we faced Club America last year in the Campeones Cup, so. I'm thinking that they're going to be taking this game a, a lot more seriously this time around. What's up, baby? Is it, it you, the stadium situation? Um, is it because the Mercedes-Benz Stadium is booked up the week yes. of the Concacaf Championship? I can actually fill you in on that. It takes um, about three weeks to do the construction for the NBA, uh, not NBA, the NCAA Final Four, which will be taking place at the Mercedes-Benz Arena here in Atlanta. So yeah, that's basically what. Happening. Got it. Yeah, it does suck because you know, the, like you said, Greg, man, Azteca versus the the Benz. I mean, the, it, those two stadiums can go down as like iconic stadiums in the region um, for this tournament. So, man, hopefully, you know, next year, years to come, we could better plan it out. Um, and start having come bigger competition games at Mercedes Benz. Yeah, hopefully. Kind of answer your original question about it. I, mean, I was really hyped about it until Saturday. Now I'm just like, I mean, you know, I just, I just want to get out of there without any more injuries. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like, of course, not only do you have Joseph out, but then um, Escobar, he got hurt again uh, uh, during uh, the game against Nashville. You already still got Miles out. Still, um, Bellows still out. Bellows out. Uh, actually, I have an updated list. Let me pull that up. Because it was like pretty, geez, like disheartening. But yeah, it sucks. I mean, we we have our depth. We don't have as much depth as we used to. We, I mean, we had all of our starters from the previous uh, two seasons. So, like, everybody that's starting right now would have been our depth. So now it's like, who do we have after them? Maybe Frank has a plan, and he's going to uh, start promoting up from the second team. hope so, because, yeah, this is the one kid, uh, White, um, from uh, AU2, uh, get in after uh, Escobar got hurt. 
Yeah. I mean, hopefully there's, there's more to come because, yeah, um, of course, everyone's right now trying to, trying to speculate on what's going to happen as far as trying to replace uh, Joseph, but it's going to be pretty tough. Yeah. So it is an option in uh, MLS rules. So um, MLS rules, we can do that. It would free up, or it would actually free up a roster spot for us, as well as an international roster spot. So we could, yeah, but we couldn't sign another player under the DP rule. We would have to use all of our TAM money. Yeah, Tam Gam, and yeah, it actually would be Tam. Yeah, it would be Tam specifically to go and sign somebody. So um, I was listening to uh, Extra Time Radio this week, and they kind of, you know, jokingly talked about uh, interleague loan, getting somebody from out west. I mean, that could help us out. I mean, there's a lot of strikers that are out there that are on free agencies or you know aren't playing for their clubs. We just kind of need somebody that kind of like kind of. Um, plays that number nine position to kind of help us get some goals. You know, like the Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> actually, now that you, you mentioned that, uh, Ringo, because um, I'd actually had heard Wando, but now that I'm thinking about it, uh, uh, Bradley Wright Phillips. I think that'd be, that'd be, the, that'd be the look right there. Yeah, but auditioning, uh, my- yeah, somebody just picked him up, I thought. I thought. Well, yeah, LAFC. Yeah, I mean he's not starting or anything, but that SD he's not starting, so I think that you know that would be an immediate option that I would, that I would consider. Yeah. You know. but, oh, because um, he's actually a free agent too. So I mean, we could probably just get him just on a. We just had to negotiate a, a salary, and you got to think about it. Like it's just one year, so you sign somebody yeah. to a one-year contract, um, just to kind of help us get there. And I hope the front office thinking about that. Uh, but I mean, please. A, a, yeah, but another player that's out there that, you know, really isn't really playing right now is um, Super Mario, man. Mario Balotelli. <laughs> Italian international. Uh, he, he's not getting any any playing time for his club right now. Um, Frank don't want that here. I promise you that. That's <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a, uh, a headline, but, man, they know it. Like, like what, uh, what's it called? Uh yeah, Brescia, they're letting them go on a free transfer. Anybody who wants them. Yeah, no. Like, free transfer. <laughs> That's that bullshit with the owner. No, no. But, um, but no, I, I think it's, you know, it, it's obviously that being the big, um, Pretty much that's, that's, that was news everywhere, um, going to league, you yeah. know, losing, uh, Martinez. Hey, we really, and- we really don't, before you go to that, I was just looking at the MLSsoccer.com injury list. Not that many uh-huh. guys are on the injury reserve list. Like, so, um, Edgar Castillo, Miles Robinson, they just put Joseph Martinez on, on injury reserve. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Franco Escobar with dislocated, uh, what is it? Uh, discl- dis- I'm sorry, an undisclosed injury. So, and he is, um, so like we're down three defenders and a four. So, you know, it's not as deep as it, it sounds. So, you know, it's really going to test Frank, uh, Frank DeBoer. There, there's, there's a good way to look at it and then a, a, a panicked way to look at it because. <laughs> Give us the panic version first, please. <laughs> Obviously, you're not, you don't you don't have just 
not everybody can score 25, 30 goals a season. Like, like the, that, that's not available on every team. So you have to find a way to replace that production. On the bright side, it's MLS. So, you know, we can, we can kind of figure out our way for like the next, you know, two, three months, you know, trying to basically trying to tread water until the next transfer window opens up and then we like kind of reassess our options. Like, okay, what do we need? Because of course we haven't, um, we haven't done too much since the uh, CBA got, got, uh, got renewed. And so like, we'll have extra money to work with. It's just a matter of, okay, how do we, you know, how do we get by until then to kind of reinforce what we need not going into later on in the season. So, so how do you guys feel about John? Like after kind of watching him come on, what's your thoughts on John? Honestly, I don't really have a real opinion at least at this point. Cause I think that everybody will just kind of just trying to, let's just get through this game and get out of here because we, we didn't want to lose anybody else. So yeah, I haven't seen I enough to formulate an opinion on that guy. Be honest. Yeah. Uh, maybe I after Saturday, that, we'll see, um, you know, we'll see him for 90 minutes or 80 minutes or something like that. And, um, you know, then we can actually put a, put a jury out on him and say, oh, okay, yeah. it might work or we're going to need some help. <laughs> there was an interesting idea that, uh, that was brought up that I saw online as far as, you know, how we can kind of adjust. And someone had brought up, you know, the idea of doing a false nine and, but the idea was, you know, bringing in the replacement to be that false nine. I'm like, personally, when I thought about that, I was like, if we did that, I'd rather just use either Pity or Barco in that spot and then try to replace them over the place that hold that they're leaving out on the wing. So we basically get like replacement winger. And yeah, I agree. And, but um, like I said, no, there's no really told. There's no real telling, at least at this point, it's too really, it's too soon to tell how exactly that's going to, um, how we're going to adjust and, and what's going to happen. But, um, like, like I was saying before, who scores our goals now? You know, it, that's gonna, it's it's going to be a committee. We're about to, about to see if Ringo's prophecy comes true about, you know, Pity and Marco got to go ahead and step right. up. They, they, we got high they, men. They, they who are our threats? They're going to have. Pity, Pity Martinez and uh, Ezekiel Barco are going to have to earn their paychecks. This yes, year. sir. Like they're no, yeah. they're no longer going to ride on the coattails of Joseph Martinez. So, whew. amen. Because like, here's the thing: like you had, I actually uh, looked this up earlier. He scored 59 goals last year, uh, and Joseph uh, produced 28 of them. Everything else was, you know, like the next highest was Barco with eight, and then Pity with five. What was Kressel? Do you remember? I think that. Do you remember where Kressel was on there? Uh, I think he was at three. Because like he was, like, I know for certain he was like fourth in goals last year for us. And um, but yes, yeah, so like and of course even with that, that's still like so that's roughly like thirty goals that we that are no longer there from from last year. And I'm thinking like. If you can figure out a way to split that thirty up between uh, between Barco and Pity, and then everybody else kind of like you know they they still provide like at least twenty more goals. That's if we can at least find a way to score fifty goals, we should be in, in still be in pretty decent shape. 
Uh, I don't even honestly. I don't even think we need to score that many goals. The East is really the East is still weak. So if we could skate into the playoffs and kind of like um, that first season where Joseph Martinez went down with injury, similar like he went down to injury at Minnesota, second game of the season, and he was out mm-hmm. until like right before playoffs, and he came back in and it helped. Kind of, was that was that first season or second season? First season. First season. And then he came back in the playoffs and then he ended up almost getting golden boot. Like, um that's okay. kind of um, but yeah, like he like he like I think he had like two different stretches where like he was like he'd be uh healthy and then like he'd be out for like three or four weeks and then healthy again and be out for another three or four weeks. Like he was never consistent. That's why of course the twenty eighteen he finally got. He finally stayed healthy for the most part, and, you, and we saw the results. And yep. so, like he's always been fighting some type of injury. Like, I, like, like it's kind of crazy. Like when you really think about it, but um, but yeah, I think that. Like I said, I think our defense. Once we add some more depth, we actually could be all right to where we're not relying so, not a not as much on on attack. It might be a little boring for everybody, but, you know, until we figure out, you know, what exactly our move is going to be, you know, going into the playoffs or, or at least into the summer, it's going to be like we're going to be just relying on probably some one nil, two nil, maybe a draw here and there. Those those type of results. Yeah. Well, you know, only time will tell, man. I'm sitting here looking at the roster yeah. and we got. John Heinemann, Pity, Barkov. Moraney is a forward, apparently, but he's playing wing back. And then the guy, uh, from- Moraney, yo, yo, Moraney was getting his money in on, on Saturday. Like he was, he was, uh, teching everybody that, that would, that would even try him. Yeah. But so, like, you know, traditionally, uh, TK, Mulvaney plays in the midfield. He kind of plays a, uh, like a, a holding midfield player. So being able to get uh, Miles back or somebody back in, you can get him in the midfield and kind of help out, shore up that attack. So then you bench um, Rometty, Hyman, Lerunovich in favor for that uh, instead. Yeah, man, only time will tell, man. Uh, you know, listeners, let us know, man. Uh, hit us up in the Leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud. Let us know what you think. Um, is it all doom and gloom, or do we got hope? You know, I, I, I did. Um, I did kind of tear up a little bit when I saw Miggy's uh, tribute uh, today. I was like, man, that's my that was my T.O. That's my dog, man. That's my that's my striker. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, because like he's like he's been getting his money too out of non Newcastle. Like I know he scored two today. Uh, they uh, had a FA Cup uh, game today against uh, West Brom. But um, but yeah, Mickey's been getting his money. But yeah, it was uh, good to see that 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 tribute to him. Of course, you know you've seen players from all over the league. You know, of course, our our former t- uh, teammates, Gressel, LGP, they they uh, sent out their um, their love and everything. And you know, of course, we sent out our love to Joseph. Make sure that. You come back healthy and come back strong because, yeah, you know, I think that not only do does Atlanta United need him, but, you know, the league needs him as well because he's, he's definitely been a big personality for 
uh, for the league and everything. But um, but yeah. Hey man. <laughs> but, uh, but no. But so yeah, like we had the the first weekend this uh, this weekend. Uh, what were y'all thoughts on everything else? I, I know I, I caught a good chunk of games. I know uh, Cheetah Ritter didn't do shit. He was doing jack squat. I was like, man. You know, it's just one of those things, man. Everybody thinks MLS is a retirement league till they get over here and they're like, you, these guys can run. And it's like they may yeah. not do the most beautiful passes and goals, but like they got or it's an athletic ass league. So it's going to take Chicharito some time to get used to the pace of MLS, but you know, I, I still have faith that he's going to, he's going to drop buckets of gold for the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, uh, uh, yeah, basically the same thing. Eventually, once, he, I think once he starts scoring, he will probably likely won't stop scoring. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, there's a lot of games. I mean, you know, the league started off with, uh, like Colorado Rapids win over DC. Man, you know, the Rapids, man, they, they ended last season on kind of a winning streak. So it seems like so far, I mean, it's only week one. They're kind of, they're taking what they learned in that first season on into this one. So, I mean, good luck to them. Um, our boy, uh, Thierry Henry, you know, he won, uh, he had his first win in the league, 2 1 versus the Revs. So that's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that, um, like I said, and uh, they just signed uh, Victor um, Wanyama from uh, from Spurs. Like that's going to be a really big deal for um, for them. And I'm, I'm it's going to be very interesting to see like how things are uh, go. Of course, we're going to give our little bit of uh, predictions uh, a little later on. Um, actually, let's uh, let's go into some clips real quick. Like I said, we um, we uh, we assembled. Some some friends of the culture around the country, and uh, they're giving their particular uh, cases as far as uh, how they feel for their teams going into this year. Uh, I'll give you like our, our first uh, set, set of clips, and um, so we'll be right back in a quick second. This is Donald Wine representing DC United. I think DC United will win MLS Cup this year because we have the firepower up front to do it. We've got the best goalkeeper in America and our defense is on point. We may have lost Wayne Rooney and Lucho Acosta in the offseason and we suffered a big blow when Paul Areola was lost for the season with a knee injury. But did we rest this offseason? Man, hell nah. Last year, we got Yamil Asad and Ola Kamara, two guys that can score goals and buckets. We signed Bill Hamid to a long-term deal. The best goalkeeper in America is back, and he ain't taking no prisoners. And then we went out, and we got Edison Flores. Orejas is in the building. He is going to be the spark plug in the middle, our number 10 that can dominate this entire league. Finally, we traded for Julian Gressel, who can score, and he can set up anyone from anywhere on the field. He's dangerous, and he could lead the league in assists this year. DC United, mark it down. You're 2020 MLS Cup champion. The sooner you recognize and accept this, the more fun this year will be. Vamos United, you already know. This is Abraham Opodi, supporter of Minnesota United FC and member of the Dark Clouds. My team... The Loons will win MLS Cup this year because we have an elite back line that will be stingy all season long with goal-scoring opportunities and solid chances. No goals given up, easy way to win. 
We have future USMNT players in Dotson and Toy who will find the next gear this season. Molino is fully recovered and ready to tear it up and plays well with Finley. For proof of that, see our season opening win over the Timbers. Amaria has promised 25 goals this season, which is absolutely brilliant because titles are not won by teams made up of people too afraid to be bold. The Loons have one of the best places to play in all of North America and Allianz Field, with some of the best supporters around standing before them in the Wonderwall. There isn't a single opponent who takes a visit to St. Paul lightly, and that will be even more true in a deep MLS Cup playoff run. We will likely see the Orange Ball make another appearance in Minnesota. Come on, you Loons. Let's win the Cup. What's going on for the culture? This is El Parcero from the United of All Things Sports and Culture up here in Philadelphia. And I am a proud member of Philly Sports Network as well. And I'm here representing not only Philly Sports Network, but my Philadelphia Union. That is right. Uh, and I'm, I'm also a proud member of Sons of Ben. So shout out to all my Sons of Ben and my SOBs out there. Um, and guys, I really want to tell you guys, I think the Philadelphia Union will be the team that will win the MLS Cup this year because, listen, we don't have the superstar. Like, I know down in Atlanta, you guys got Joseph Martinez. We don't have the Carlos Vela. I get that. But what we do have is a hardworking team that has depth and also has a, a manager that is very capable of winning an MLS Cup. Last year, you saw us win our very first ever playoff game in our franchise's history, which, you know, got short-lived the next, the following week as we got eliminated by you guys down in Atlanta. But it was a, definitely a learning curve for us and definitely something that we can build upon for this upcoming season. This year, um, the union really didn't make a huge splashing of a signing, but what we did do was we improved the midfield, which I felt was our, our weakest link in that playoff loss against Atlanta. This midfield now has more speed. Uh, is more tenacious. They are going to be more aggressive than last season. Of course, we, uh, that means that we did replace Harris Madunini and Marco Fabian with Matic Orvic and uh, Jose Andres El Brujo Martinez. Uh, of course, the back line is as strong as ever. Uh, we have a little bit more depth as well. Uh, we have Mark McKenzie and Jack Elliott as the center backs with um, Jakob Gliesnes, who has really imp- impressed in uh, preseason thus far, and he is behind those guys. Um, the fullbacks were Ray Gaddis, the longtime union player at the right, and then Kai Wagner was one of the best signings in MLS last season. He has become a top five fullback in the MLS as well. Up top, the tandem of Casper uh, Shabilko, which you guys did not get a chance to see, and Sergio Santos Gomes. They are looking like a very dangerous tandem right now. So things are looking good with the Philadelphia Union, and the most important part, like I said, there's death on this team. Um, up top, you have Andrew Voot in right now behind those two. We still, I believe, need to find some more pieces as far as depth up forward, up top in the forward position. But in the midfield, uh, you're looking at a starting four of possibly uh, Brandon Aronson, Jamiro Montero, Ali Bedoya, and Matish Orvich. But behind those guys, you have Jose Andres and Brujo Martinez. You have Warren Craval, Anthony Fontana, a homegrown that needs to prove himself this season. Um, and, uh, and I already talked about the depth in the back line, so... I really love what this union team can do, and simply because of the fact that they, this team has depth, this team is tenacious, this team has fight, this team has the Philadelphia DNA ingrained in them, and that is the reason why I believe my Philadelphia Union will win the MLS Cup this season. For the culture, thank you so much for having me on, and I will talk to you guys very soon when the union face off against Atlanta United this year. Ciao, ciao.
Yo, this is Gino representing the New England Revolution and the Midnight Riders. I think the Revs will win the cup because we have the greatest three-headed attack. Bo, Buxa, Hill, and our defense is going to be a pretty strong offense. Don't worry about that back line. I'll see y'all in the playoffs. To be totally honest, I'm pretty sure at this point, more than anything, most Chicago Fire fans would argue that uh, this season's going to be an interesting one. No one is expecting to be contending for any trophies. Uh, I think the general thought is as long as this team is a playoff contender, uh, then it's a successful season. It, as long as they're contending for the playoff positions, uh, it's considered a good season, especially with the uh, talent that we acquired. You know, it wasn't any world beaters. Uh, it was mainly focused on bringing in younger players uh, and, and focusing on building a core for the seasons to come. And after watching the match against Seattle, uh, I would have to argue that uh, there's a lot of reason for optimism for everyone involved. And I think that's a really good thing for us. And uh, I honestly think if we can play that well against the defending champions away from home, and push them to the brink. Imagine what happens when we actually get our other two designated players in. What happens when we get our new starting right back in. It just gives us a lot more hope. So I'm going to go ahead and say I expect us to be in a playoff spot. I say that we finish sixth in the Eastern Conference. And that, to me, that's where our ceiling is right now. Sixth place in the Eastern Conference. Hey, I don't know how Chicago's going to do that, but we'll see how how that, how that works, uh, <laughs> uh, Phil. But um, yeah, we're back. Yeah, that's what I love about MLS, man. It's parody, man. Like you know, every team has a chance, man. So we'll, it's going to be an interesting season. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's hop over to uh, yo. Hold on, hold on. There was something that that's, that really bugged me from over the weekend, of course. Like we said, Black History Month just, just finished up, of course. First of all, Black History never stops. But um, why MLS say, um, uh, slip in that Black History roundtable like at the like the last minute? Listen, man, MLS League office, unfortunately, it's there's not much diversity up there, man. And you can kind of tell in the content that they put out there. So it's it, it's good that they did one because it, it's like expected for them to do one every year now, but it didn't feel like it was a priority. Yeah, like I I don't think that the, the the past few ones have been this they came this late in the month, but yeah, that was just weird as hell. But it's it's, it's crazy. But um, but yeah, just uh, just moving moving on from that, all this stuff about Joseph has taken away from the biggest news of the weekend. Liverpool lost to Watford. How in the world? Like you, you had this, you had this bum rushing through the entire year, and then you lose three nil to Watford. That's like damn near about to get relegated. Like TK, what you think? 
Watford is a good team, man. I don't think I think y'all shitting on the Premier League and the actual toughness of the the league, man. You, I think any team could lose to any team on any day, and despite the fact that Liverpool is bulldozed EPL this year, I mean. There's the proof in the pudding. Uh, Atletico Madrid just did us all a favor and put a chink in the armor, and it went from there. Yeah, yeah. Your boys uh, took care of um, in uh, FA Cup too. So that's what three three losses in a row. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Technically, I guess is it two? No, 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 no. Because they they beat West Ham three two. Lost against Atletico last week. Mm-hmm. They lost against Watford, and then. They just lost against uh, your boys up in um, FA Cups. That's three in a row. Yeah, yeah no, that, that is correct. Oh, well, I mean, I'm not it's, keeping up with Liverpool. They lost today, so I'll give a shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather Chelsea won, but, um, you know. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's kind of, you know, you hear everybody. You heard um, Pep talk about it last year, chasing the Invincibles, man. It's that pressure. It gets the players, man, because everybody, you know, they're just playing the games, but everyone around them is like, yo, are y'all going to do it? Are y'all going to become the new Invincibles? And so as shit comes, man, it, it's hard to win. You know, it's hard to win and go undefeated game after game, game after game. you got to be on your P's and Q's. So it's good, yes, it's good for them, man. They don't have to worry about it anymore. And, you know, just, you know, Arsenal will always be the Invincibles, man. It's just how it is. No, but, uh, but no, it's crazy because, you know, you obviously you have the pressure of, you know, just trying to win the league and everything. But then, like, when you run into a case of where, like, in uh, Liverpool's case, that they hadn't lost a, in, uh, an EPL match in 24 games, I believe. I think the record um, was uh, Arsenal with 49. And, you know, you – I don't think anyone ever goes into, the, into a season expecting, okay, we're not going to lose shit. Or shit, like we might get some draws here and there, but we're not losing the damn thing. But of course, you once you start hitting that home stretch, you know, you once you uh, get over the hump after the holidays, like like that's when that talk really starts coming. If you ever get that that far into the season, and I think that you know, especially like when you're so far ahead of everyone else, where it's like you're pretty much, you know, it's, it's pretty much safe to say that they're going to win the league finally. But at the same time, it's like okay, like. What are we still chasing going into, you know, the end of the season? Like, are we going to try to go step going to Peter or are we just going to be like, Hey, I'll take everything as it comes. And, but it, I, I, like I said, I think the fact that they lost like that to Watford, because I think Watford was like the 17th. Like I said, they're, they're in a relegation zone. No, actually just above it. And yeah, they, uh, they, it wasn't even really that close. So really my, my, my take. Is it's just too much fucking uh, football in England in Europe as a whole. So like Liverpool, they what they they finished. They they ended up having to play in the Community Shield at the beginning of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Then they went for the Community Shield. Then they went to the Capital One Cup. Then they went to the the was it the the Caraba Cup. Then they have okay. the, yeah they have the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Then they have FA Cup. Then they have Premier League. It's like you, you're fighting on all these different fronts, and then you expect nope, nope, nope. Get the, the Club World Cup because they uh, won Champions League. Oh, last Jesus! Year. They were in the Club World Cup. You're right. They 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 played that too. So look at all, and then they just finished Champions League back in May. So they had, I mean, they had. So they had what? Three months of break from there. 
it's just mm-hmm. so much football. Like UEFA, I get it. It's a lot of money. The world watches European football. That is the the best league in the world, the best leagues in the world. But it's just like, man, it just can't be perfect, man. It's impossible. It's 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 weird though because um of course uh during the holiday season you especially in England you have you have such like a, like a, a you have such a, a glut of games of where you're basically like you're playing on Sunday, then you're playing on Tuesday, then you're playing on Friday, and then maybe back again on Monday and you know like of course we saw what what how Liverpool responded, like how they were um in the in the Carabao Cup, they were just like, "Hey, we're just going to build our reserves and just, you know, fuck it, you know." And I think that, especially in England, because I think uh, I don't think uh, most of the other countries have a uh, a League Cup or Carabao Cup equivalent. Um, it's basically just like just a one big domestic cup, like the FA Cup. But you know, like after a while, like that shit does catch up to you. I think that. Personally, I see no 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 real purpose of to the Carabao Cup, but you know, of course, I'll tell you the purpose. What's the purpose? All right, so it's meant to develop the squad as a whole. Uh, you have your youth academy that you got these players that you're trying to bring up and incorporate into the first team, and yeah, you're absolutely right. There's too much damn football. And so that's the manager's responsibility to pick the competitions yeah, that he wants to win. And they outline that every year between – actually, that's the board. Typically, they're going to say, hey, we want you to win this competition. Here's your, your goals, and go fucking achieve it. You know, They don't say, oh, well, try your best in the Champions League, and maybe you can win the Carabao Cup for us and, and the top four. Like, that's not exactly how that shit works at all. So – you're right. There is too much football, but I think if you are approaching it like you should with the mindset of developing players, then there's room for all these competitions. And you still have to keep in mind that uh, this is all the old format uh, because we'll be moving into a winter break in next year or the year after, I believe. Well, we had it this year because like, um, basically what they do is like they kind of like they split up a match week in half to where. Some teams play on one week, and then the other half plays on, on another week, and that's how they kind of justify that way. There's no real you don't you don't lose any airtime, but you but teams still get a break. No, no, no. I, I realize that that's kind of the way that it's always been with the December fixtures and then the cup fixtures in January. But then, like, what I'm saying is like they're doing an actual winter break that will coincide with the other leagues. Uh, the German league, the Spanish league, I'm pretty sure that that's the UEFA ruling that they agreed on for next season or the, either the following season. That, that, that'd be interesting, um, to see like how that, how that would work. Cause yeah, but I'll see, like I said, given the extra tournament that they have, it's like, when do you play? Unless they're just going to be like, okay, we're not going to play EPL matches, but we're still going to get FA Cup and League Cup um, matches uh, up up in there, and just make up make up for it that way. But it's 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 wild as shit. But, I think um, they'll call football off for the whole. I'll, I'll look it up and we'll maybe post about it or uh, touch on this in another another pod. But um, de- definitely, this, this is the 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 schedule of old that we're, we're talking about now. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but no. So, I know you you work at a pretty big office, uh, Ringo. Has um 
have y'all kind of locked down on coronavirus yet? Like, you know, have y'all been like, hey, don't touch nobody, don't don't speak to nobody, don't don't even look at them. No, um, the kind of where I work at, my employer, it, it's kind of it's not that big of a, a thing at the corporate office, but it's starting to affect our supply chain. Um, one of my vendors actually reached out to us and said that we're going to have production issues on one of the items that uh, we procure for them. So it's, it's you know, like coronavirus, I mean, it, it's it, it's funny to talk about, but it, it's crazy how fast. It's becoming a big deal. It's becoming a real big deal, yeah. yeah. It, it's crazy how fast it's, uh, it's spreading. It, it, it's just a simple thing, man. You know, humans, we, uh, we got to do a better job of uh, – kind of containing viruses with each other we gotta figure out a better way to wash our hands like you know wash your hands man is that is really comes down to that wash your hands like cough in your fucking hands like stop like sneezing out in public you know stop licking like uh what is it what were people licking the ice cream they go in the grocery store. That's where it all started at, man. Oh, man. Oh, no, I can't do it. I went to one of those trampoline centers this last weekend for some volunteer work. And this kid yeah. ran by me and just sneezed everywhere. And I went, oh, these little motherfuckers. Yeah, so, so with that said, we're going to be looking for another co-host because TK is going to have it. <laughs> no, because like you, like you saw, like, you know, like there's players on uh, Juventus that uh, – that, coronavirus and now they're talking about you know shutting down um doing like closed matches in um in italy now of course you know i the, the city could be could tell you just hey that's karma for all that damn racism but no it's 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 crazy like how you know it's it's, it's bleeding into everything that you know obviously that, that we cover and yeah, you know, imagine like the season just got called off because of coronavirus. That'd be nuts. There's actually been talk of, of the Olympics either being postponed or canceled. Because, of course, the Olympics this year are in Tokyo. That's right next to uh, China and everything. Mm-hmm. And where pretty much everything's kind of spread the core spread. of the coronavirus uh, <laughs> epidemic. And they basically say, like, if, it, if they don't have like, a hold on this in the next couple of months, like, the, the Olympics might be in danger. It's like, I don't know if they're talking about possibly canceling it, relocating it. There's no way in it's hell they relocate the Olympics, dude. Yeah, It'll, there's no way you can relocate it. I know. They'll postpone it, and that'll be the probably the first option of the shitty choices that they have to choose from. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, they can always go to Russia. They still got the infrastructure. No, them stadiums falling apart, bro. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, the, the roads <laughs> might be paved still. We want to be an informed podcast. Uh, Tokyo is thirteen hundred miles from Beijing, and, and Hurong, it's about the same distance to Huron Providence, where the outbreak took place. So we're going to be informed, and we're not going to spread misinformation on this podcast. And if we do, we will correct it. We'll do our best. <laughs> Back over culture. Facts over culture. Back over culture. <laughs> So you know, you know, moral story is wash your hands, stop being nasty fucks, and stop licking the top of ice cream. Like, you know. Only yeah, you, only you can stop coronavirus. Only you. <laughs> Australia's not burning right, anymore. We can, we can get over corona. <laughs> That's it, man. But now, nah, cause you saw uh, uh Ronaldo, he uh went over to um 
to uh, Madrid um, over the weekend for a Classico. It was like, hey, I'm not fucking with that with that minor. So I'm like, y'all can have that. Like, I'm, I'm going to go watch, watch my old team play. They actually finally got a win over Barcelona. Um, and El Clasico 2 0. Uh, like, does does El, the El Clasico even feel the same now that Ronaldo's not there? Nope. Be honest. It does. It does. There's it. no like plant time villain. And yeah, I hate to cast that as Ronaldo, but you know, like that was kind of his role. I mean, I guess he got Sergio uh, Ramos, but you know what I'm saying. You still have him, but yeah, I mean, like obviously he still kind of pales in comparison to just, you know, just uh, he's not that big global superstar that Ronaldo is. Like even, and that's saying, that's saying a lot because Ramos is his, own, is his own superstar in his own right, but it's like you don't have that central figure with. With our Madrid, it's like okay, this is a person that you either love or this is a person that you hate. And, and the thing is, man, they both still have decent ass rosters. It just doesn't like La Liga just doesn't feel the same, man. It, it's crazy, like to say, like it just doesn't have that same energy anymore. Having two goats battling, I thought you know Bale was gonna step up and like carry uh, Real Madrid on his back. It just never happened. So it's just I don't know, man. No, it, it's it's crazy because like you def, you're still in a period of transition for for Madrid as far as just obviously just transitioning away from Ronaldo and it's like granted you could you might be able to find someone that can score at least to a somewhat of an extent like him, but at the same time he's not nearly going to be the big as big of a personality because you basically had the last decade has been so so focused on Ronaldo and Messi and it's like. A, is, and now that you have one of those those part those people gone, it's like okay, like where do we go from here? Because like even like it even happened like back when um when uh, Guardiola and Mourinho left, it's like you know, granted Zidane Zidane, but at the same time you had when you had those two guys button heads, you know, it made for an even bigger you know spectacle as far as uh, as far as the Clasico. So like now it's just kind of like. You know, if you catch it, cool. If you don't, it's like, eh, you know, I, I'll, I'll see what's up with the highlights on on ESPN FC, I guess. But, you know, otherwise, you just don't catch it. Could have been Magic Man. Or they were, hey. they were missing one special character. Eden, 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 Eden. Oh, yeah. Eden, I don't know what's going on. Hazard. What is going on with Eden? Broke what is going on with Eden Hazard down there? He broke his ankle. Yeah, I think he got for the yeah, season. His ankle's done. Oh, got you. Hey man, breaking yeah. news. Sorry to get back to MLS, but um, uh, Spurs and Montreal Impact just agreed to a deal to send Victor uh, Wanyama to Montreal Impact on a free transfer. He is on the way to MLS. Spurs fans, you guys got someone that you got a team to support. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy, team. I'm like, okay, where can I find the Impact on TV? Like, where? <laughs> All right, <laughs> TSN. <laughs> right. I hope you get the TSN on your package. Yo, like I, I, I got into a big debate as usual. Um, on the, on one of the MLS uh, pages and about the Canadian teams and like, I don't think people realize like, because Toronto is its own entity and like it makes its own money because that's like one of the biggest markets in North America. But Montreal and Vancouver. Next to Columbus, they're like the lowest valued teams in the in the league, and really? they don't spend no money. Even they don't spend no money, but of course, 
because they're in Canada, they don't they're not gonna have any real profile down here in the States. And even more than Salt Lake. It's like even more what? than Salt Lake. I think as the at, Canadian League, you know, fleshes itself out, I think those clubs, Vancouver and Montreal, will become, you know, more of a global player. Because right now everyone uh, – people know Montreal. People know Toronto. But, like, Vancouver, no one really vacations there from uh, Europe. So it's going to take time yeah. for Vancouver to get yeah. That's what I would like. Montreal's lit as shit. It is. Like, yeah. That's, that's why. That's why Wanyama went there. That's why. And then having Thierry Henry there with the, uh, you know, the profile that he has. Tell you, man, Montreal may be a global club in the next uh, three to five years. Watch out for them. There might be one up in the Canadian Premier League, but it won't be. In the I think they. I still. I think Montreal still needs to rebrand. Become more. I think they need to become more French. I, I think I think that will be good for the Montreal uh, brand as a whole. To me, I can't say I disagree with that. You disagree? No, I, I said I, I can't. If you go to their social media, like, like it's it's French as shit. Like no, it like, is French as shit, but it's just the the name is like very MLS two point oh. Oh, okay. Like 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 have like a Olympic Montreal something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like gotcha. that. Or yeah, just because I think that would do a lot for their um, their home support. Which I mean, I'm not sure what that is, but um, yeah, they do, do pretty well for what it is. Just that you know, well, I think they could garner more people on that side of the country. You know, it should it's them in Vancouver. Or just call it. I mean, just call it Montreal. Just that, that's it, Montreal FC. Just Montreal. Like, keep it. I know, but like it's funny that y'all mentioned that because. Um, uh, Atletico Madrid just bought a Canadian Premier League team to go to Ottawa, and they're calling it Atletico Ottawa. And I'm like, bruh, like, like why are we doing That makes no sense. But, you know, it's soccer such a global brand, man. Like, uh, I saw the documentary about Real Madrid, man, how much, like, money they make outside of fucking Madrid. It's crazy, their brand recognition. So it's like a lot of other clubs are looking at that, and they're like – yeah, let's go ahead and buy some clubs. Let's do the re- let's do the Red Bull model and just have kind of our local version of our club in all these different countries. Yep. I don't blame oh, it, man. Plant a seed. You it just up, That's it. You just brought up you just brought up a real good thing, um, a little crazy thing. Because uh, over in Germany, they uh, of course we talked about the other week how you know they shut down people who were doing the racist chants. But how are they going to do that? But then stop a whole game because fans were protesting um, the uh, the private ownership of one of the clubs. And I'm like, do you mean to tell me that this this warrants stopping the game, but racism doesn't? How, like, how, how's that well, work? You know, Europe. You know. <laughs> yeah, I would say like, have you have you just started following this podcast? And it was Germany, yeah, nonetheless. Was. So things are a little bit, I don't know. I don't want to say political in Germany, but if they want to make a point, they'll do it. That's true. That's true. And because it was uh, during the Union um, Berlin uh, match um, against uh, Hoffenheim, and yeah, like it's funny because like. I think it was actually Josie that that mentioned something like this. Uh, back, you know, back when um, 
the when the city ban was first announced, he was like, you know, it's it's crazy. Like, you know, they'll get banned for this, but you know, if they had just been racist, they probably would shit would have happened to him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Europe is weird. That's what happens when you got billions? It's a fascinating continent. I guess I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But um, let's uh, let's jump back and let's uh, jump back into some more predictions from uh, for some more supporters and everything. And um, you know, we'll be back and um, do a two up to down, and I'll give give our picks for the season. Be back in this. Oh, we've got to pay a bill too. You know, so, you know. PK and handle that. We'll be right back. And we'll be back after this ad. What's good, FTC fam? This is Ahmed representing Orlando City. Been following Orlando City since the early USL days. Um, I honestly think that Orlando City will not win MLS Cup this season, and here's why. I think that um, since we've hired Oscar Pereja and Brian Min, we've made some great, uh, you know, additions to our team. I feel like we're headed in the great, in a nice direction, um, but I don't feel like this is the season where we will actually win MLS Cup, but I feel like we definitely will probably make the uh, MLS playoffs. So that's a nice step. We haven't done that in our first few seasons since we've been an MLS franchise. So I feel like that'll be a nice step now that we have Oscar Pereja in and we've made some great additions. So if we do an update, I'll definitely um, let you know how I feel. But as at this point, I don't think we have enough to get the job done. Hey, FTC, this is Christian Polanco from the Cooligans representing NYCFC. I think we'll win MLS Cup this year because we're in CCL. CCL confidence is a good start to the season. I'm excited to see how we end the season and go into the playoffs. Also, the squad is largely similar to the Eastern Conference winning roster that we had last year. Uh, so that's, uh, uh, you know, something to look forward to. Just more of the same, you know, just dominating Every baseball stadium in the country. Uh, NYCFC incredibly dominant at home, uh, regardless of what baseball stadium they play in or rival teams arena. Uh, and you know what? In the playoffs, I'm optimistic because they will not give up dumb penalties late in games in crucial elimination playoff games. I have uh, let everybody know I have forbid dumb penalties at the end of games. So that's why NYCFC will win MLS Cup. Hey, brother. Hey, sister. <laughs> what up, y'all? This is Harold representing Nashville SC. I'm also the worst part of the parceros here in Nashville and a part of La Brigada, the older supporters group. Um, yeah, for this, I think Nashville will win the MLS Cup this year because Gary Smith has built a strong backline with Walker Zimmerman. Um, 
big pickup there, making it solid. Uh, the midfield is solid as well with Dax and Godoy. But what I think will really push us through is the unknowns in the front. Akam, um, he's just going to return to Chicago fire form, his best form, scoring tons of goals. Hani Mukhtar and Randaleal, that's the biggest surprise. They're going to surprise everybody with their technical abilities. Um, I actually have Leal scoring the most goals out of the team. Um, and, of course, Daniel Rios from USL. Uh, he's going to carry us to glory. <laughs> uh, and that that's pretty much it. That's how we're going to win the MLS Cup, guys. Uh, of course, all speculation. And a playoff spot will be the successful season for us, as long as we're not Cincy. the culture. I'm Valeria with Expo Originals in the 3252. And the reason why I believe LAC will win the MLS championship is because they have the 3252 behind them and we still have the best MLS team in history. I've never done this before, so I'm gonna give this a try. Yeah, baby. Yo, shout out to uh, the Cooligans for uh, hooking us up with uh, with their picks for uh, NYCFC. And, thank, and thanks everyone for um, for every for uh, putting in their uh, coming through with their picks for the year and everything. Like I said, hopefully your team will fail. And they'll we'll lose to Atlanta United, so there it is. <laughs> yeah, we don't wish you utter failure. It's just, you know, for once or twice. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Just lose it. We just need once during the playoffs. It just need once. That's it. Once. That's right. New MLS rules. Yeah, but, um, but, yeah. So, obviously, when we had this idea, we had no idea Joseph was going down. But, um, so... How are we looking as far as like what what are your top who are your top four picks uh for both the east and the west for um for this year? Go ahead, TK. Uh top four picks for East and the West. I'm going to start with the East and my first pick is New York FC. My second pick is going to be uh Kansas. Actually no, they're in the West, not bad. Uh my second pick is uh ATL. And then, okay. uh, my third pick is going to be Toronto. We'll see what they can do. And then my fourth pick is going to be Philly. Okay. okay. We'll just go, go. All right. So for me, um, I, I think it's going to be, uh, Red Bulls. It's going to be, uh, Montreal. Uh, they're going to surprise everyone this year. It's going to be Toronto, and then it's going to round it up. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to go with my boys, man, from Chicago. I really like the way they played on um, this weekend, man. Chicago's, Chicago's going to finish top four this year, risking it all, locking it in. I've, I've, I wrote it down. Yeah, you're done. There <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that I'm looking at uh, NYCFC being first in the in the East. Oh no, y'all didn't, y'all didn't get to the West. Oh, that's cool. You do the East, and then we'll we'll come back to the West. Yeah, then we jump to the West. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, in the East, uh, I got yeah, NYCFC uh, taking first. Um, I think Toronto will be second. 
I think that we'll be able to rebound at least, you know, get to third place in uh, uh, this year. And then uh, fourth will be um, – I am going to say uh, uh, Columbus. That could be a fact. The crew. All right, so for out west, for out west for me, I started off, man. You got the LAs. I don't care how you want to flip it. It's going to be LA. It's going to be Carson or LA proper one and two. You're going to have your you're going to have your Sounders at third, and you're going to round it up with. Um, I think Dallas is going to finish uh, and hold down that fourth seed. Okay, I like it. I like it. Thundercat, uh, so good. Me, uh, KC, LA. The Timbers, and I think I want to give. Ooh, the, the Timbers got like, yo, they, they got no fly Minnesota over the weekend. I was like, Jesus. Uh, but I, uh, that, that, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. <laughs> I, I watched that game. It'll be all right. Trust in Geo. Trust yeah, in Geo. I was on, like one of the only games on Fox, and I don't have ESPN Plus still. Yeah. Minnesota put up three on Portland, bro. You sure? You sure? Yeah. No, Portland, they'll, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. They, they got a, a long history in the game. Um, my last pick is going to be, what am I trying to say for, uh, for, uh, for Austin? Austin? Say that? You were the future, man? Yeah, man. You, they just going to come out of, they going to come out like Sting in the middle of the season? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm sorry. No, Austin. Uh, Dallas. No. Dallas. Okay. Dallas. <laughs> Similar city. Oh, Similar city. oh. By no, the way, that, that reminds me. <laughs> that reminds me. The the Mandalorian Tifos, you're on the clock because yeah, they they bought you bought you got about one more of a horse. It's like okay, can't do it no more. Ah, great. The CEO sat nah, down, bro. man. They could probably do two, three. Yeah, bro. You saw, this is the way, bro. It. This is the way. Saw I said the counter. My, my the counter that we put up on Twitter is three. After that, it's like okay, you can't be, can't do Listen, that. That uh, you can't do you that already more. know. You know, Resurgence got one in the tuck, bro. You know they got one in the tuck. Oh God! I'm like yeah, I got, like I said, we got one more. It's like after that, it's like hey, we, MLS is cut off from the Mandalorian. Cut off. <laughs> <laughs> but now you stop. But I um. Yeah, shout out to LAFC and um, Dallas. Like I said, theirs, uh, you know, uh, were pretty dope. Uh, Star Wars, the Star Wars social media, they actually um, gave a shout out to uh, the LA's um, uh, Mandalorian uh, Tifo. And also a shout out to um, LAFC for their uh, Kobe Tifo from uh, Champions League uh, uh, back last week as well. So, yeah, that was, uh, you know, everybody out there. Classy, very classy from uh, LA, man. They, They know how to do it. But uh, you guys yeah. want to go ahead and get into them two ups, two downs. Indeed. All right. Um, I, I I I got this one real quick because actually it, it kind of rebounds right off of um off of uh, that LAFC uh, note. Uh, I'm gonna start with my th- uh, two down. The LA Sheriff's Department, or you know whoever they're sharing those Kobe pictures to, y'all need to stop that shit. <laughs> that's just beyond foul. Like, come on now. Yeah, it's like, gross. That's just like 
Give some color to the fans that may not follow what, what, uh, yeah. what you're talking about. So, yeah, of course, everybody that, you know, that knows about, you know, the death of Kobe Bryant and uh, his uh, helicopter crash. Obviously, part of that, you have to, to do investigation and you have to take pictures and everything. And apparently some of people within the sheriff's department out there have been sharing the pictures that they took um, privately, I guess, you know, I guess random people or friends. I don't know. I'm like, that's just wrong. Because because not only are you talking about, you know, a famous person, you're talking about kids. It's like all of that is just beyond foul. Like, you know, have some res- have some respect for privacy. Have some respect for just... Fucking humanity. It's like people are, you have dead people here, and you're thinking, okay, that we should share these pictures. Like, that's just the way to, the way to do shit. Like, that's just, that ain't cool. That ain't cool at all. Okay. Um, but, uh, another two down. Um, of course, aside from, uh, uh, oh, like I said, MLS. Jacking up the Black History Month uh, roundtable. Of course, mind you, you had Demarcus Beasley, um, Mason Toye, uh, Jessica McDonald, and uh, Ike Opera, um on the on the roundtable. So actually, it was a, a, a great uh, conversation. Um, and a shout out to uh, Zito as well. And uh, you know that itself was cool. Just the fact that you know you basically waited till like Friday afternoon on, on the last Friday of the month. Say, oh shit, we got to go ahead and, and uh, put this put this shit out. Like, you oh, know, oh, the I, niggas. I, I got forgot the niggas. <laughs> you know, I, I I get it. You know, I get it. The season, the the weekend, and the season about to start. But yeah, just know that's why you do that shit like early in the month. Get it out the way because like. Especially when the season started during during the weekend as well, it's like it kind of gets lost in the shuffle, and you know you want to give something like that a much better platform. So yeah, do better on that one. Um, my uh, two up is um, uh, the English uh, Championship for banning Kiko Casilla for eight for pretty much. I think that's like pretty much the rest of the season, right? Nah, it's only eight games. Well, it's, it's, it's March now, so like, how many more games they got? So. I mean, four. Yeah, I guess that would be the rest of the season. He may come back yeah. like the last game, and like, just, like you know, yeah, yeah. On the bench. like yeah, just stay stay away. Just drop a quiet. drop an in bomb and walk off and be like, I'll see y'all in the fall. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, 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 the goalkeeper for Leeds United, uh, which happens to be a. Uh, an old school rival of Manchester United, something like yeah, Leeds, y'all trash just in general. But um, but yeah, he got he got a proper punishment for doing for doing that shit. And um, you know, so I think just the fact that you know you're actually doing right for a change. I'm like yeah, like that shit should be dealt with heavily. It could have been heavier, but I think just the fact that they took it, it wasn't just like a one or two game ban. I'm like hey, you know, you're actually uh, he'll feel that. We'll fill those eight games. That's that's for damn sure. Wow. And um, and then what else we got here? Um, oh yeah, and um, and I'm Mickey. You know, like I said, I, I, the real thug tears. You know, they they were like right there when um when he scored. On the day against uh, West Brom, you know, paying tribute to Joseph, I was like, 
man, like that's my dog, man. That's, 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 like, you know, we never know like how close a lot of these, these players are with each other when they play when they play together. But yeah, I think you could definitely tell just from the social media and everything that, you know, some real friendships were, were built here. And even like when you go move on, you know, you know, those friendships don't go away. So like that was a that was a real a real thug boomer right there. So yeah, shout out to, uh, to me and come back. We might need you for a replacement. That's all I got. Go ahead, TK. Alright. So my up is going to be Liverpool losing. That's all I got. Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, nah, Liverpool losing in general. Um, I, I, I was waiting for the whole season, honestly. So just to, uh, for me, it's just more that reminder that we're all human. More like kind of what Ringo was saying earlier um, in, in the pod was, you know, like you get exhausted, you got all these competitions, etc., etc. So yeah, for me, I, I just like seeing it because. I think that, you know, I think that the Arsenal team actually was better. But, uh, you know, I just like seeing people being human, and um, that was nice to see. Plus, there's three points for Chelsea. Well, not really three points, but uh, on to the next round. So that's all well and good in the House of the Blues. Um, my, one of my downs is going to be, uh, I think it's hilarious. I was reading on uh, CNN earlier about the coronavirus and the way it's actually like changing people's um, etiquette and how they greet each other. Um, so just wash your fucking hands, folks. <laughs> just, like just, we teach us to like our our children, just wash your hands. You know, blow your nose and go wash your hands again. Like it's, it's that simple. And then another up for me is going to be uh, looking forward to the season kicking on off. Uh, I know we we kind of got a little bit into it with um, Champions League last week, but uh, uh, being at the bend is going to be uh, great. So, uh, looking forward to, uh, to getting back to, to the bins and, uh, hanging out with everyone. Uh, we'll see if we do another live pod at the bins. Uh, but if not, you know, we're just going to be having fun and, uh, celebrating another W. Hopefully we have some goal scores. And then, uh, my, uh, my last down is going to be for, um, this, uh, this Taliban stuff we got going on, man. Uh, we got the, Taliban and uh, the United States government struck a deal to um, to withdraw the, the troops over there and to, to put an end to the war. And uh, are they actually coming? Yeah, home? man. That's that's really kind of more or less what I was getting at. Because like this, all, all this stuff seems real cloudy, uh, and not even with like necessarily having to bring in forty five and this, you know, what he is his goals are or whatever. Because I don't even think he has a, a plan. At least that I've heard, um, but I don't know. It just seems real fishy, and I think that uh, it was kind of we had a point where we need assets in certain places, and I don't think shit has actually changed over there. So, you know, anyway. Hey, all right. I, I kind of keep it quick for the listeners. Uh, my uh, first up is shouts out to. Um, the USL championship and league one as a whole, the amount of money that they're investing in soccer specific stadiums, uh, it's, uh, it brings my heart to like a uh, just pure joy 
um, up in Rhode Island, the, the Tidewater, uh, their team, I and mean, they're, they're investing in not only a soccer specific stadium, but they're investing in kind of an eat shop play across the bridge, right, right in the heart of the city. It's going to be beautiful. Um, I'll find the renderings and send it out so we can post it on the social, but it's, um, it's exciting to know, um, that they're, they're, they're investing money in the lower leagues as well as New Mexico. Um, kind of the, the city, the city council approved the $4.1 million, um, for them to renovate where their stadium is now to actually create a sports cultural center right there in the heart of Albuquerque. So, um, it, it's crazy that, you know, there's going to be 10, 20 years from now, there's going to be like these huge soccer hubs in the middle of major cities for lower league football. It just helps lay the groundwork for, um, Promotion relegation in this country one day. What? 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 Say it again. Say it again. One day. One day. My my other my. Hold on, hold on, hold on. um, Yo, shout out, yo, shout out to New Mexico United too. Like that was a dope ass um, uh, kit unveil video. Like I said, just kind of just talking about the whole culture of Albuquerque and New Mexico. That was actually really dope as hell. Yeah, man, it's good. It's a good club, man. If you're looking for a lower league team. Uh, to follow, you know, uh, New Mexico United, man. We love to have you, man. We love to have you. Uh, my second up is, uh, Drake. He released a, uh, snippet, kind of a leak. Uh, it looks like it might be just a throwaway from his upcoming album. Um, the song is called, uh, Chicago Freestyle. Uh, he samples Eminem, uh, some Eminem lyrics in there. Like, like Chicago fans, like Blackfire, y'all should have that at every, uh, like tailgate y'all do. That song got me so hyped this weekend. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, it's on SoundCloud. Just look up OVO, OVO's, uh, SoundCloud account and it's right there. So let me get some of my downs. Uh, my first down, uh, we kind of talked about, I kind of led with it is, uh, the Nashville situation. I, I've never been to Nashville. But, you know, kind of seeing a city that so many Atlanta United fans were just at, like, not even a whole week ago um, to get devastated by a tornado, man. It's crazy. Global warming is real. Um, not to be a political podcast, but you need to put people in offices that are going to think of uh, climate change because it's it's becoming more and more dangerous for us to live on this country. Uh, and my last down, uh, kind of leave it on a lighter note is um, I'm mad that I haven't gotten the link to the OnlyFans hack. So like, <laughs> anybody that got the link, like hit your boy up at the Ringo Show on Twitter. Um, anybody that doesn't know, uh, OnlyFans.com is a website where um, Instagram honeys go and they, you know, it's their, it's their source of income. They do what they do best. And so any woman that you follow on Instagram, there's probably some guys too that you follow on Instagram and they got an OnlyFans account. These hackers have, they, it's amazing. They, they hacked everything and they put it in chronological order by name. They have it categories. It's like a whole porn site I hear. So like, I'm just trying to find it. So like send it to me and I'll let you guys know if it's real or not. Rico. Oh my God, bro. <laughs> So OnlyFans says it wasn't a hack, but everything is out there. So I don't know if they know what hack means. I think it's user released. Hmm? 
Everyone, Wilson? no, not everyone released everything. Well, I don't know about that, but you know, if you because they said they, that there are some security protocols in that article that I did read. Yeah, it was a leak. Yeah, it was a leak. Hey, they saw they saw Drake drop some fire, and they said they wanted to put it out, so they, they leaked the OnlyFans. He's probably <laughs> talking about one of the they didn't want to admit that it was a real virus either. So yeah, trust me, it it, it happens. Yeah, <laughs> but no, um, but yeah, shout out to everybody that uh that, that's been ordering all these uh, name sets uh, the past few weeks. You know, like we've been um, busy with with that. You know, uh, shout out to Fallen Arrows for. You know, getting all, all the name sets uh, made for us and everything. You know, we look forward to seeing you guys um, out out there. You know, uh, repping the culture and everything. Of course, you can still get your uh, your uh, name sets for your jer- for your new jerseys at ftcutd.myshopify.com. Get get your name sets. Hey, we still got shirts and hats and all that stuff over there too. So, you know, don't forget that stuff too. You know, we you know we you know, you hook the whole outfit up. You know, so make sure that you uh, get out um, uh, for that. Um, what else we got here? Um, yeah, you know, yeah, make sure you, uh, as always, get us on the social FTC. UTD. They're kind of, they're kind of, kind of slow, guys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to, we're, we're doing our best uh, this, this weekend. But yeah, of course, we will be out and about. Uh, this weekend at the uh, uh, Lane at a home opener against uh, Atlanta. I don't know who we play, but we're going to whoop that ass, though. Are we, are we going to ask new chance? <laughs> Atlanta. <laughs> Brought to you by Heineken. You know what you hear in the 33rd minute. There, hopefully, hopefully Ringo will, stare, will still clear of uh, Kelly Francis. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but yes, I will be out there. You know, we speak, you know, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not bougie or anything. You know, we'll, we'll say what's up. So make sure you get at us and everything. It's Cincinnati, but, uh, yeah. guys. You're going to beat that ass. Come on. Hey, let's go. But yeah, you'll catch y'all this weekend. As always, like I said, it's on the socials. Catch us on. Oh, matter of fact, next week. And if you've been on the, on the Twitter lately, you know, you've been seeing a couple of little hints and pictures and shit. We're going to talk about that in more detail next week. Promise you that. So, what are you ready? talking about, Gregor? <laughs> hey, like I said, you've got to, you know, stay tuned to us. Yeah, if, if you if you don't already, you might want to follow Clubhouse Athletic from Chicago. You know, they might have some stuff here and there to... to, to Wet your palate, but uh, yeah, next week we gonna talk about it in, in, in good de- detail. But uh, but until then, we'll see y'all uh, this week at the game for Ringo for TK on the ones and twos for Coach Kane Vera for everybody. Gregor, the coach is real, coach is everywhere. We'll see y'all this weekend, and we out.